everybody and welcome to a new show called Sorting Issues. I am one of your hosts, uh, Jesse, and with me today is my best friend, my co-pilot for the show, and the brainchild, Mr. Nate. Say hello, Nate. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go <laughs> with my last name with it too. I was like... Uh, last names uh, are for people okay. with uh, identities that they don't need to protect. That's true. That's for adults. Yeah. Hello. How's it going, everyone? Um, you guys are going to see this in your podcast feed and not know what this is. This is what we plan to be a bi-weekly Patreon exclusive for the Comic, Book, Comic Books Matter podcast, where we go through comic books issue by issue and kind of talk about them. Um, and Nate came up mostly with the idea because he came to me one, uh, one late night and said, <laughs> hey... Do you want to talk about the Bionicle comic books in a podcast? Or, <laughs> and I said, I don't know who would want to listen to that, so let's make them pay to listen to that. <laughs> That's the way to get them in, right? <laughs> yeah. So this first episode will be free, and I'm going to post it in the normal feed. But the episodes after this will be at the one dollar tier on our Patreon, which will be in the links. And I will figure out how to put an RSS feed in the Patreon this weekend. Awesome. Okay, so with that out of the way, Nate. How do we want to go through these books? Do we want to just open them up and go through the panels? Do we want to give a background of what Bionicle is if no one knows what it is? Um, I guess since this is the first episode, um, that might be a good idea, you think, just to kind of maybe yeah. we could start by saying like how we first came into contact with Bionicle and what we our first kind of initial thoughts were, if we can remember. Cause, I, I, I'm, about, I'm about to say, I have brain damage. So I <laughs> I, <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I mean, Who can I, remember where we were at in 2001? Yeah, I mean, we were worried about terrorists. Um, <laughs> but this is, I was looking through the dates on these comics and they're just like right before like the world changed forever, right? Okay, I want to talk about one special thing about these books. We're okay. Only, okay we're only talking about the first three books this is a three-part arc like it says on the top part one part two part three yeah and comic books come out monthly and i know we got these originally free with lego magazine but lego magazine was also monthly yeah mm-hmm. and so if you look at the dates issue one comes out in june in 2001 issue two comes out in july 2001 and then issue three is in october october right it's like they, get, they hit you in, get you in hard, and then they're like, oh, nope, got to wait the next one. It's like, no. here's the conclusion. So I thought that was super interesting. It's uh, published published with quotations, because again, I don't know where these are sold outside of the magazine, um, yeah. by DC Comics. Um, right there on the front. Yeah, right there. It was I was wild when I came to the realization. And I like that the logo changed in between issue one and issue two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, also, uh, the thing, other thing I noticed, that the the name bionicle.com is just on the front cover like please go, <laughs> yeah. please go to our website please 
to even know what we're talking about, go to Bionicle.com. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Like, the first issue came out before the toys were out, so no one knew what was happening. And And we were dumb kids, like, back then, and we're just like, what is this? And it's, like, super anime-esque in the way that, like, the West didn't really have yet, and Lego (laughs) was not this. Yeah, I mean, we were used to, I don't know about you, but... um, I had been a subscriber to the Lego magazine for about about two and a half, maybe three years before the Bionicle comics came out. So I was familiar with like the goofy little comics they would put in the Lego magazine. Yeah, and I remember off, like the Lego sets and all that stuff. So I was like familiar with that. But then, yeah, one month in 2001 we get this comic book that comes in with our lego magazine and i was just blown away it, it was wild here's another thing that's super impressive with this it's like it's it's lego technic uh technic which mm-hmm. i i wonder when they dropped that because i don't remember my legos ever seeing lego technic when i bought them but right at the time i remember lego technic always being the robots that you built and then you remote controlled which they do have bionicles in this early phase that were mm-hmm. not controlled, but that was very few. So that also was different for me. Yeah, it was like Lego Technic um, to me always was like the the big kid Legos, like the adult. Well, I shouldn't say adult, but like the the teenager Legos, <laughs> the adult Legos, the sex toy Legos. <laughs> um, I mean, they're about that shape right now. Oh, just... <laughs> it's a rough time for anybody that tries that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> And what's also bonkers, okay, so this first issue came out before they were out by a month. And inside there's advertisements not only for the toys themselves, but for the PC game. Yes, I saw that when and, I was rereading it. And on the very back for the train card game. Oh man, I had completely forgotten about the trading uh, the trading card game. And there's until... also there's also added with a skateboarder saying, like, Bionicles are cool. Yeah, remember um, Andy McDonald? No, I don't know who he's Pro skateboarder? (laughs) Sponsored by Bionicle. So it's one of those things where, like, they were really, they was like, we got to get those kids with their finagle PC games and their card games that you get in our lunch right now. Yeah, Lego, man, Lego went hard on this. They... And I mean, it ultimately it paid off. Like oh, wow, yeah. Hindsight, like this, I mean, Bionicle became just huge in the, you know, years after this. I'll do and Google search but they, something. it wasn't for lack of um, trying. You know, they definitely pumped everything they could out. The comics, the computer games, the. <laughs> Did you take a look at like some of the contests featured in this uh, in these comics? Yeah, books? I saw some of it. Oh man, I was thinking as I was reading this, like how cool it, how cool would it be in like future episodes of this podcast if we ever get that far? Is <laughs> if we could somehow track down like past winners of some of these contests? I just think that would be so fascinating to see what winning one of those things was like and what all you got from one of those things but we'll have to see but that that just it just blows my mind the kind of contests they had in these issues (laughs) so i'm looking at the lego the bionicle wikipedia page which is not super super fancy 
first <laughs> first comment that Lego uh, Technic ended in 2003, so that's why my Legos didn't have that after a while. Mm, okay. Um, but so they first originally launched in Europe and uh, Australasia as a test market. Mm. Um, they earned about a hundred million in the first year. Wow. Um, new sets every six months, which feels like forever as a kid. Yeah. I mean, looking back at it now, it's like, wow, they really were pumping these toys out. But in my tiny little kid brain, it seemed like, you know, ages passed before the new sets came out. And it was always this big thing. Like, wow, what, how did they change these sets? What all is the new thing with these sets? And, but yeah, six months, it's like, okay, wow, that's not, that was no time at all. <laughs> yeah, supposedly it was so successful that it, it fixed all of their financial problems from the decade before. <laughs> it, it single-handedly pulled Lego back into the black. I mean, I, that makes sense because like when they got the Star Wars license too for episode one, uh, that boosted Lego at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's on the Twitter yeah. that made us by Netflix. Anyways. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the comic though. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good amount of backstory. Uh, so my here's my first thing I noticed about the comic. So the first issue <laughs> kind of just throws you <laughs> into the it, into the fire. Does it ever? <laughs> and like it gives you all these terms. And like the first, the, the side of the inside of the cover gives you kind of like the backstory of what this is. But <laughs> at the same time, it tells you nothing. It tells you like seven different names, and you're just like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah, and then it, the first few pages introduce you to um, what? Which Toa is this? Uh, this would be Kopaka, my favorite. Yeah, well, I mean, Kop- actually, any any design one ice character is always the best. Always cool, right? Sword and shield, great. Yes. And then he has the goggles on his mask that basically gives it, let, lets him see through things. Yeah, his mask design has always been my favorite of the original ones. He, it's like a skull almost, but and with I like love, x-ray goggles. I love his sword too because it's, it's like two blades. Mm. Yeah, it's got that little uh, uh, crack going down the middle, just separating the two. Yeah, and so... Uh, Kopaka tries to murder a small child. <laughs> Who has the same head as him, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And same mask. This I was going through the Bionicle um, Historia, and there was a... Do you remember the McDonald's Legos? Uh, the McDonald's Bionicles? I do. I got one of those little Happy Meals um, yeah. way back when. And it, they came with the their own comics, too. Wait, did they really? Yeah, it was all about the mini guys. Oh wow! I must have lost that. In yeah, yeah. I, so, I just have the set, but I, I I always thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like wow. Yeah. So cool. guys, Kopaka tries to murder the small child, and yes. basically says after he tries to murder him, we have things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're gonna tell me why the heck I'm on this island. <laughs> He's like, why did I walk out of a capsule? Um, and he <laughs> yeah. tells him there's other masks. He's like, other oh, masks? I have a mask. Why do I need other masks? Right. It's like, no, you dummy. You got to buy the toys. You got to buy all the masks. 
And then they get attacked by something that I cannot recognize from the art on this. You can't tell what it is, can you? It's crazy. Is it, a, is it the dragonfly thing? I, it's supposed to be the dragonfly. Um, okay, it looks really wild. Yeah, because you, you don't see it head on this whole first issue. It's just yeah. this weird shape. I don't even think they knew what it was. <laughs> and then we get the two-page spread of all of the Bionicles and their mini, like, uh, elders. Yeah. You have to see um, all the, the heroes and the little chiefs of the villages. I do like Toa Galley's mask because it's see-through. That was a cool feature about uh, her mask, was yeah. that it had that kind of, yeah, underwater aesthetic with the see-through mask and unlike transformers our <laughs> our nostalgia toys got to have a female character in its first wave i know right yeah. they were they were representing with it's her. super it's super fascinating that every single one of these has like there's a set of masks the thing that yeah. everybody's know about bionicles it's all about the masks and every until it isn't <laughs> yeah, until it isn't until it's about discs um yes <laughs> Um, and the thing about that is every single like color scheme had the, had the same set of masks in that color scheme. And that never made sense to me. Right. Yeah. It was always just, it, they just always looked off to me. Yeah. All the other ones besides the one that they originally came with. So I don't know. It was, they were trying to sell toys, trying to sell yeah, I mean, facts. I bought a few of those. And, um, so after, oh, did you? Yeah, I, I remember getting some of those random gotcha bags of just random masks. Interesting. Yeah, I never, in all the years that I collected the Bionicles, I never bought any of those masks or disc packs. I just, I missed out. <laughs> so after the two-page spread of introducing you to all the Bionicles that you could buy in July. Um, yeah. They asked, they asked the small child, what, what was that thing that attacked us? And he <laughs> says, they call them the new Rama, which sounds like a delicious meal, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I would get that at my um, like uh, ramen shop or something like that. And that's the thing about these names that I'm, I was always curious about. Is like, how much did they take from like Japanese anime culture? But also at the same time, it feels very Native American, the way the tribalism works. Right, because if I am not mistaken, I think a few of the words were actually taken from um, Pacific Island um, language, like the Toa. I think that is hero in uh, Pacific Islander. Um, so it always struck me like how they didn't get into trouble, like legal trouble, right? For using yeah, yeah. words that weren't their own. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I'm, I'm, that's something that would be interesting to be that people look at back on, it's like the kind of cultural appropriation of these Legos, but at the same time, like, was it bad because like they didn't give credit or was it somewhat positive because it familiarized people with the idea of tribes like this? And made, mm. I mean, that's the thing, like, you can make a light of something to the point where it's bad, too. Like, we make a light of some cultures and histories so much in our Western media that it becomes a joke when we go visit those places, which 
that's a no-go. Right. So like, it is curious. I wonder if someone would ever go back and kind of re-examine uh, if like Bionicles were PC at all. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So after after they uh, he the small child is rescued, um, they meet an elder. Okay. So here's the thing about these books, they just keep going. Like they don't stop to tell you what's happening. They're like, let's just move on to the next plot point. Figure it out. Yeah. They they do not give the reader a break really to really to like fully understand what they're doing in and, my opinion <laughs> and the thing is like these books are 10 pages less than a normal comic book without ads and this still has like double page spread ads in it mm, okay so like you're only getting like 15 pages of actual comic yeah so if they and Man, are they ever jammed full of information. <laughs> yeah, because so after he gets rescued, he meets one of the elders. The elder tells him, hey, uh, watch me smash this rock. <laughs> but by smashing this rock, he's explaining the history that basically we lived in peace, but then all of a sudden, Makuta, which is the big bad guy, which you don't see until the movie. Right, yeah. He's just this like... He's just evil. this dirty mask. Kind of thing, yeah. Right, yeah, that was always how he was depicted, was like in a black version, like evil, um, like shadow version of like the uh yeah, he always, he always like an oil skill. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love the footnotes instead of saying, Hey, you can learn about this in this issue, it's like, oh, just go to the website. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was surprised reading through this again, just how many um link backs to the website they said they had the reader <laughs> be aware of they're just like yeah there's no way we could explain all this just go to the website and a good luck <laughs> yeah so okay so basically the elder tells him what happened Who, who's makuda makuda's the big bad guy that's ruining our world and yeah <laughs> this is climb that mountain over there <laughs> to find so, your first mask to, to help yeah. get you started on your way it's it's way up there. Go, go yeah. climb that. So he, so he climbs the mountain, climbs the mountain, and then the mountain explodes with another Toa popping out of it. Yeah. He's like, look out. <laughs> he's like, you're the one that did this, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I just love the exchange between, um, yeah, Kopaka and then uh, Pohatu is who we find this new character to be. And they're just... <laughs> Pohatu uh, is all earnest, like, here, let me help you. I'm really sorry about that. But Kopaka, being the stereotypical ice character, is all cold and be like, no, I'm getting myself out of this mess that you put me in. I also find it super and, fascinating that there's a Toa of Earth and a Toa of Stone, even though... <laughs> right. Same kind thing, of right? Same things, yeah. <laughs> they just needed one, yeah. That's like they even make it even. It's like there's a Toa of Water and a Toa of Wet. <laughs> yeah. Um exactly. and, uh 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 potato man, uh no Pohatu uh <laughs> saves Kopaka. A brown man. Uh, brown let's not say man. let's not say that. Brown potato man. Um here's another thing, right? Again, we're talking about how weird bionicles are. Uh-huh. Just in the way they present the lore in a lot of ways. He finds the mask of shielding. And it looks like another person's mask. He puts it on and then it then it just morphs and absorbs into his mask. Yeah, even then he's like 
yeah, this mask is cool and all, but I really like my original mask, and I'm gonna stick with that because yeah, it's just weird having somebody else's mask on. And and then they climb over the mountain. And I'm like, oh man, there's strangers over here. Are they allies or enemies? And it's just the rest of the Toa. <laughs> yeah, and it's like to be continued. And, you're like, and, then, oh, and then we go to okay. issue two, and so you would think as as a kid, oh man, the next issue we're gonna we're gonna see the rest of the Toa. And then issue two, you open it up, and it's a bunch of old old farts talking about the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the elders have come together, and they'll and dump even more backstory on the reader. Like, yeah, and, and they basically say the six Toa are there to defeat uh, Makuta. Makuta, thank you, Makuta, and save Manui. And th- I feel like the movie does this so much better. <laughs> yeah. Um... The mask of light yeah they by then they had everything kind of nailed down and could tell the cliff notes version of the story in like the first three minutes of the movie and you're like okay i'm ready like it all makes sense but you know second issue into the comics you're just like what is this world that they're building like these are legos but they're like I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like the MCU before the MCU. Yeah, and then you go to the next page. It does not continue where you left off. You have two new Toas that you're following. Uh, Nate, help me with their names. Uh, Gali, you got your uh, female uh, the Toa. Water, the water Toa. Yeah, she's the, yeah, the cool blue Toa. And uh, uh, Liwa, the green one, who was just like my second favorite. Leo was cool because Leo could fly. Yeah, and he had the cool uh, green hatchet, and I always liked his uh, personality in in this comic. Like, you really got to see his kind of attitude and how he interacted with uh, the other Toa, and I always just thought he was he was really funny and cool. And with, I've always fought with, uh, maybe I don't know if you played with him this way, uh, with Leo's other hand, with the two, like, rods at it, I always thought that was fun. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Yeah, they, back then it was like, yeah, this is a hand, but... <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is gun, this is gun fan. Yeah. No, this is... Double barrel shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see that, yeah. I mean, that was the cool thing about Bionicles, is that, like, really, it was all what you got like you the builder got out of them like you could just totally collect all of them and build them however you wanted make your own robots basically and action figures and and i feel like i did that way more than actually follow the story of bionicle when i was playing with them i was just like yeah now these are like cool action figures that i'm just gonna make my own stories with yeah um and then we get to the next page, and Allow uh, is basically saying to Gally, he's like, hey, water sucks, and you should love <laughs> yeah. trees. Uh, yeah, water is just wet. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I like the line, water can't be angry. It, can be in, it can't be anything but wet. <laughs> yeah. The tree chops. Um, but then Gally has such a great line at the bottom of this page, and it's like, your dreams are as grand as the trees, Leo, uh, but I hope they do not come crashing down around you. <laughs> How deep were some of these like lines in this comic book for babies? Well, not babies, but like. Bob <laughs> oh, was definitely a baby. These middle schoolers that are reading this book, it's just like, whoa, these like pearls of wisdom that these characters are tossing around to each other. 
Yeah, and then the next page we see uh, Gally just swimming around, just chilling with her hook hands. And all of a sudden, another thing that I cannot recognize what it's supposed to be comes out and attacks her. <laughs> Did you ever have or, like, know anybody who had, like, these, like, the first basically these, guys? these evil animals, basically, are what yeah. the Toa are up against? I didn't know anybody who had these uh, I toys. I, I think I knew some people who had the crab ones, but these are the most expensive ones. Yeah, I mean... You, the Toa back then are like what seven bucks, I think. Yeah, I and think these ones were all like thirty or forty because they. Were, yeah, and for they were actually the mechanical ones. Right, the Technic. They definitely had the strongest elements of the Technic in them, and yeah, for a, a young child with no money, it was like, nope, gotta get the the heroes that are only seven dollars. Yeah, and then the next page we see Gally just swinging through the woods like Spider Man come across a crab, <laughs> uh, scorpion like thing and just murks the scorpion <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just he's like i love to stay in chat but i can see you're just buried and little kid just, me was just, like oh snap <laughs> just destroys this scorpion and then he faces his greatest enemy water yes and seaweed yeah. he tries to drown him but he, uh, he prevails and then he finds his mask. Finds the mask. We get another beautiful two-page spread of the masks this time. All the different masks. And it tells you you can get your mask. It's 72 masks, Nate. 72 to collect. Yeah. Buy them all, kids. And then you can get your mask poster at Toys R Us. I saw that. I was like, man, if only I'd known, I would have I would have been there to get my my mask collecting poster. Yeah, and then we get to see Gally get her mask on the mountainside and almost fall and die. <laughs> I, but then she gets rocket shoes because she can float now. Yeah, so I guess that's what the mask that uh, Lua has is basically like lets you just descend slowly to the ground so you don't fall and splat. Yeah, that's another bogus thing about a lot of this stuff is like they're just gating each other's powers. And so that doesn't make them very special, except maybe I guess they can control their elements. But it also feels yeah. like the elemental stuff doesn't come in until later editions. It was always a weird thing because they had like the elemental powers, right? But then they also has they had the mask powers. Yeah. And so it it never seemed like they could fully decide of which superpowers they wanted to settle on. Um, as far as like the writers um, going forward. So yeah, it, it's just kind of strange. Like one moment, one, uh, one moment they'll use their elemental powers, um, but, and then the next times they'll use their mask powers. And it was like, well, I always thought the mask powers were more cool. <laughs> and then, so now I get attacked by two scorpion bros, and then we go back. Oh, sorry, Gal Galley gets attacked by two scorpion bros, and then we go back to um, uh, how do you pronounce the name again? Uh, I always pronounced it Liwa. All right, Liwa, that makes sense. So Liwa comes back out, it's like, I'm gonna fly, and then gets attacked by, by um, uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to say mosquito, but that's not right. It's um, <laughs> uh, a dragon dragonfly looking thing, and knocks the mask off the man. Yeah, he gets like plastered against the front of that and, dragonfly. And it's super fascinating that they they won't show the face without the mask. 
Yeah, you just see the side profile there. And yeah, and even always, the next page, you see the back profile, but not the face. Yeah, it was always jarring building the bionicles, and you take off their masks, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> just this, like, skeleton-looking face behind the mask. And then it says, to be concluded in the third issue, and then there's another page of the deck-building game. Yeah, they, oh man, they tried to get you to collect everything. The masks, the toys, the cards, everything. And then a bunch of stuff about going to the computer and downloading webkits. And then another two-page spread <laughs> showing the villains for the first time. Yeah, um, going back to the contest, this one, like, struck me when I was rereading it. I was like, this contest is for building your own website. It's like, how many kids knew how to code and make their own website like granted you could download a web kit it says through binocle.com but this just struck me as such an interesting contest to advertise to kids yes but you do get a 14 karat gold mask of power which i'm super interested if anybody actually got that yes that's why i would love to have some sort of interview or contact with a past winner of something like this and just yeah. be like what was this like? You still have this thing. You would also get an upper can deck. I hold it for a second. You also get an upper deck Bionicle card game, Bionicle handheld game, Bionicle PC oh. game, uh, and then a signed Bionicle DC comic art, and then the Lego Bionicle collection. A lot of, a lot of stuff. Lot Which of I don't know what, what is worth more, the Lego Bionicle collection or the 14 karat gold mask of power. <laughs> yeah, I mean... How big of a mask are we talking? It's probably the same size as the little toy. So, I don't know. Did you have the PC game? I did not. No, that was before I was really um, into computer games. I know the GameCube one sucked, but I don't know about the PC one. Yeah. Are you talking about like the Mask of Light video game? Yeah, I just remember it being real bad. Yeah, it's not good. I downloaded it again on the computer. I was like, oof. Yeah, um, I know the the Paraka one, um, Bonk Heroes. Mm. I enjoyed that game. That game's not good, but I enjoyed it. (laughs) It's not good, but it it was fun. But then you get to see the Rahi, which are the bad guys. Yeah, these are all the sets that I definitely cannot afford. I can't remember. My brain says they came both in pairs. So if you bought the set, you got both. Yes, you're right. Okay, I, I didn't remember if I was correct about that or not. Yeah, I just never, yeah, like I said, I, I don't know anybody. None of my friends had any of these sets. And I, let, me, let me see how much the Rahi retails for. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that the, all the bad guys just had two colors. Right, yeah, you have the, um, the red and yellow, like, tigers-looking things, the green and orange-looking dragonflies. And then the pinkish purple and blue scorpions. It, they, they definitely liked their um, complementary colors. <laughs> yeah, I'm, looking, but, I'm, going, I'm going on the, uh, the Bionicle fandom, looking at the Rahi. Oh, see, to like, see what they're like, the how much it, they cost like on eBay right now? Or, or just, just see like, how much they, they retail for. Yeah, what they retailed for. If it's oh, I it. see. But yeah, then on the back of the... Um, this issue is where you see all the Happy Meal toys with the different little characters that you get. And I, I see the one I had, the blue 
uh, the blue one with, and they had the little discs that they could little they could throw, they could hold in their hand and whip them shoot back. them at my sisters. <laughs> yes, they were amazing. I uh, man, those were, that those are some cool Happy Meal toys. Looking back, I'm like, wow, got like full on Lego sets. Yeah, that was the time where oh, I feel like um, they. Uh, my brain shut off. Um, where like the the man, why can't I remember what the, <laughs> what my Happy Meal toys? Yeah, Happy Meal toys used to be really cool. Yeah. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on brickeconomy.com. Okay. It tells you what it retails for, what its value is. Mm. So the the um the bull like ones. Okay. Yeah, they retailed for sixty. They retailed for sixty nine ninety nine. Back then, yeah, they're worth one hundred and seventy oh now. Wow, seventy dollars uh, back then. That's a lot. Yeah, um, trying to see what the other ones are. The the punching ones. Uh huh. They retailed for fifty back then. Uh, they're worth one hundred and sixty now. <laughs> uh, Crab and Goyle, the two scorpions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they retailed for uh, 35. Okay. They're worth 160 now. Wow, as much as like the, the hunters. Um, the dragonflies cost $15, which makes you wonder why I never had those. 15. Okay, see that's doable for yeah. a, a child. And they cost and you they're valued at uh 80.75 now. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. And then there's two more that I don't remember, um, which might have come later. Uh, the ma- the Maku- Makia. I'm trying to see what they look like. Uh, you're thinking of like the remote control ones? No, no, because that's the that's uh, those are the scorpions, right? Um, maybe this is well, the I don't know. Um, I know it cost um like 60 bucks anyways <laughs> what <laughs> i'm curious what the original toa cost though i'm pretty sure yeah they were i mean granted they didn't come with a ton of pieces but oh man there's so many toas i don't i don't remember which like, ones did you have like growing up um, well, with the I original had, ones i had a kobaka mm-hmm. um and I had um, I had the fire one, I believe. Okay, uh, Tahu. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So even like the newer ones, the re-released ones, are super expensive now. Mm, Really? Yeah. It's just yeah. Every they're probably rare, so everyone. I'm well, trying <laughs> to find people I, like me that want to collect them all again. They're like, oof, it's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm trying to find. The original. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember the special edition Guardian Toas? I had these. Guardian they were, Toas. They were the one, the green one and the silver one, the green and gold one, and the the red and silver one. Oh yes, I had the green had and this, gold one. Yeah, I had the green and gold one too. They had the spinner discs. Yes, those those ones were really cool. I I am sad that I never got the other one, the red and silver bucks. I can spend too much time on this website. Let's move on to issue three. <laughs> so, as you thought before, 
it would continue. But Noah opens up saying, oh, look at these bad guys that we haven't explained yet. Let's explain them real fast. <laughs> yeah, it basically, like, each of the issues, well, it features two different Toa on the yeah. front. Well, except for the first issue. That has all of them. But basically, yeah, they, basically, each of the issues cover, like, features two of them prominently. So everyone gets their chance to shine. And it, it actually does continue back up to what the last issue was with, uh, with both Toa's uh, in danger. But then all of nowhere, uh, Tahu shows up to save Gally. And boy, yeah. did, boy, did we ship that so hard back as kids. <laughs> um, Got to have the leader and the, the female, the strong female, um, like guidance, uh, source of guidance be the yeah. ones that got together. And then you had this wild vision quest that happens in the middle of the issue that doesn't come into play until like 10 issues later. It does, yeah. You're right. Again, yeah. just info dump on our poor little nine-year-old brains. Saying like, hey, in the future, we're all going to fuse together and defeat the bad guy, and you need to be there. <laughs> and then they fuse together. And, uh, and then uh, Ma- uh, Maggie gets out of the vision. Uh, Tahu shows up saying, hey, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Yep. And then, like, wake all, up. and they all meet up back together. So it feels like these issues take place after the first, I mean, like story-wise, take place after the first one because Kopaku's right there, like, chilling. Right, yeah. They, they've been doing their adventures, they've been collecting their masks, and, and now they're, just, they're like getting together and, and dealing with all this junk that Makuta's throwing at them. And then we get double page spread of the manas that are the remote controlled ones. Okay, there they are. Yes. Um, those look. Man, looking at the remote controls, they have like little. So goofy looking. Claw like joystick thing? I don't know what those are. Yeah. Yeah. Again, too expensive for my um, kid allowance. Yeah. And then. Uh, then we see just a montage of the Toas just kicking butt. Yeah, this this um, this whole sequence of events always got me hyped um, re- when I was young rereading this. Just everyone uh, teaming up, like tossing each bad guys to each other and um, using their powers uh, in tandem with each other just to take down all these basically innocent animals that were taken over. And then Tahu gets grabbed by the by the dragonflies. And I just love the sequence of Tahu's dialogue. He goes, too bad I haven't found the masculine levitation yet because the ground is a long way down. <laughs> too bad I haven't found this mask that costs $2.99 retail that you can pick up <laughs> at your local Toys R Us store. But then he gets saved by another Toa and he's like, uh, uh, I, I, I can catch you easily. <laughs> Tahu, you should really seek out the mask of levitation. I know, I know. Like, that's clever. That's really good. Yeah, it's found should... at your local Walmart for $2.99. <laughs> Honestly, I think these are Toys R Us exclusives to begin with. Uh, yeah, I don't ever. I just was very young, and I just remember seeing them at whatever store. Uh, like, I, I was young. I didn't know what stores were, except Toys R Us. I didn't know that store very yeah. well. But every and other store was just the store. <laughs> yeah, and we get to the end where they're like, "Oh, we gotta find the rest of the mask and save the day," and that's the end of this three-part issue. And there you go. You're like, yeah. it introduces 
all six of them. Tells you all the stuff you need to buy kind to yeah. have a good time. Oh, my favorite part though is the end advertisement here where it gives you four exclusive masks and it tells you where to find them. So you have to get the Great Mask of Time by buying the PC game. I've never seen that mask. I don't know what it looks like on a regular Bionicle. Yes, um, I am very curious about this one because I, in the later set, they actually came out with uh, Mask of Time because it was featured in the second movie. Mm. And so, but it, it looks slightly different than the one that's shown here. So I am very, again, very curious to see like who has this and what does it look like. And, and then the gold mask came out with the new sets. Yeah, I see that coming in 2002 with, and for the, the gold colored masks in Bionicle sets. And then the infected masks come in certain packs. But my favorite part's the copper mask of Victor where it says no one's quite sure where this one can be found. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. And then the back issue teases you with January 2002, the truth will hatch. And it's just, just this ball just rocketing out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you're like, what is this? And that's the first three issues of Bionicle, which covers the first arc of the Bionicle, too. Yeah. Um, so, so what do we think? <laughs> what do you think? You're the one that brought this to me. Do we never do we need to never read these again and just keep I mean, them preserved in our our nostalgic memory banks? I'll probably share them with my kid if I ever have one. I feel like I feel like it's important to share these uh, things. But it's so fascinating that the there there is a care put to this book, but at the same time they are just selling toys, so they didn't spend a lot of time trying to make it kid friendly. Right. Yeah. It's very much just here's these action hero figures basically that are Legos. So you just build them, but there's this whole big story that in order to <laughs> follow the story, you need to buy all these sets and then you can follow the story basically. Yeah. And but, it's fascinating too, because we talked about it briefly, but like the next story just skips the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like it skips um, how they get the golden masks. It skips them going down below. It skips them doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. Just the because it was very much. Um, I feel it was made for kids right around our age at the time, so like nine years old. But and you got to remember, like the, in two thousand one, the internet was still, like as far as like widespread use of the internet and everyone was on dial-up like the times were tough and they have all these basically side stories and extra information to know what even is going on that's just locked behind <laughs> this yeah. going on this website as and as a nine-year-old like i don't know i was very tech illiterate as a kid so i i had no clue what was happening i just my exposure to these toys and basically the story was these comic books. Yeah. And like, even, even it's the same for me. And like, I know nothing else. And at this, at the time we didn't know each other. So I didn't have no friends that were into my uncles. I was just playing with them <laughs> by myself. So, I mean, it's super fascinating too going back and exploring the lore because the lore is deep. It's just given into you in such a jagged way. Yeah. And I'm curious to see like in the future story arcs, if they kind of tone that down 
a little bit and um because they did come out with like chapter books at, like and i read young those. kid yeah young kid chapter books that definitely you 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 were able to just pack more stuff into those mm-hmm. and and they'd be a lot easier to consume than just a comic book that's just full of lore and not a lot happening so yeah um yeah these first issues might be a little rough like going back and rereading just in terms of like nothing not a lot happens during them it's just kind of like here's a bunch of lore but also here's some cool little things where he jumps over a scorpion and crushes it with trees yeah uh, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes again. Um, like, so for the format of the show, we're going to finish at least this first series of, bi- of Bionicle comics. I do not know if we're going to go into series two or three or whatever it ends in. <laughs> I know it ends in like Ignition or whatever that was. Uh, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah. It comics goes went on for years. <laughs> I do feel like when we wrap up this run of comics, though, we have to do a, like a commentary on the Mask of Light or something. Oh, oh, like the movie? Yeah, like just pop it in. You be over here. We oh, set up man, the mic I would love and that. we just talk over it. Yes, I would love to do that. Um, that movie is something. But after this, whatever, whenever we finish up the Bionicle stuff, I will say that we'll do more comics. And probably after the Bionicle stuff, because this was the initial idea, we'll do like <laughs> polls. And then whatever you guys decide on are the ones we'll read and talk through. Uh, and I'll make sure both of us have copies of whatever books they are. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, looking back at these um, first three issues and just what all is packed into these things, I I also think of how influential these were to me um, in terms of being exposed to comic books because like granted I knew who like Spider-Man and like, Captain America and Batman were because, you know, as a young kid, you, um, those, those toys and those movies are made for you. So you know about those, but I was never exposed really to comic books until, uh, these Bionicle comic books came in, um, in the Lego magazine. So I definitely credit the Bionicle comics as kind of my intro to comic books as a whole. I remember in later years, you know, picking up actual Spider-Man comics and um, shoot, what else? Batman comics. Uh, my, those were like my two favorites. But going back and rereading these, uh, <laughs> these is going to be a fun trip down memory lane and yeah. just the influence they had on uh, on my consumption of comic books. And they're definitely for me too. One of the earliest books I collected, just because I got them for free. Uh, right. Yeah. Which definitely probably jumpstarted the collection business that I go through now. Because even like the ones I'm reading right now, these aren't the original ones I owned because those got trashed. These are ones uh, I found in a comic book store and picked up myself. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they do mean something to me, even if they are not great. <laughs> right. They're <laughs> they're not high. I, I can't say they're not high art because I mean the art, the actual art I think is really, um, is really something like the artist, um, the penciler, the inker, the colorist. Mm-hmm. I think they, honestly, yeah, they did a really good job. 
Yeah, they translated the care like the toy designs really well to like a comic book aesthetic. Like you definitely you'd see the toy elements, but yet they um they made yeah, like, them kind of they have like scratches and nicks and stuff inside like the, the the toys themselves, so they look like actual things that walk walked around the world. Right. Yeah. Like you definitely you know that they're like you can look uh, look to your side as you're reading the comic, look to your uh, Toa sitting there and be like, oh yeah, that's that. But at the same time, they did a great job bringing these characters uh, to life in these comic book panels. Uh, so the next next arc we're talking about is the, is it the Borak? Is that how you say it? Uh, that's always how I said it. So yes. Yeah, it's the Borak. Thanks. Yeah, I remember it from my childhood. <laughs> the Borak saga, which is issues four through, ooh, let me try to do math. Four through ten. Wow. Okay. So it was that long. Yeah, it's six issues. So we're gonna try to cover six issues in two weeks. <laughs> um. So yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. Um, Nate, what kind? Of, if you wanted to, what kind of social media would you like to promote? Um. Oh goodness. Um, well, I would say the social media to follow myself on would be at SuperNATO on Twitter. That's what I use the most and um, kind of plug my own stuff on there the most. So that would be the, the place to find me. And you can follow uh, Comic Books Matter, the normal podcast at, uh, at Comic Books uh, Pod on Twitter. Uh, facebook.com slash comic books matter uh, the patreon which you will get the rest of these episodes on for one dollar remember it's just a dollar you don't have to donate if you don't want to but if you can it would be fun and eventually this might pay for me to stop working normal jobs um, it, that would be patreon.com slash comic books matter and the logo is again provided by our, my friend Stephen. Stephen has nothing to promote, but Stephen is a nice guy. If you see him in the street, say, hey, nice logo. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> um, I don't know what the theme song for this show is going to be, but whatever it is, there will be credits in the description of the episode. That's so uh, awesome. that's the first episode. Uh, thank you for joining us for the inaugural issue, uh, issue the inaugural episode of Sorting Issues. Uh, <laughs> have a good rest of your weekend, everybody. Take care, everyone.